Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news. This is episode 111, recorded July 23rd, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's episode, a few new smart locks, truck smashes into locksmith shop, locksmith safety, Adam Savage picks a tackle graph, products, meetups, criminals, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes as usual. Um, Some apps don't have full links, but you can find all the show notes with links at thelocksportscast.com. And I am really getting tongue-tied already today. And we're just getting started. Let's see how this goes. Well, news from the Locksport community was a little light this week, so I thought we'd cover some articles that were sent in about some new smart locks that came out and a few other things. The first is $500 Lockley Vision Elite is a video doorbell and smart door lock in one. This was published by The Verge. The article says that the Lockley Vision Elite is $499 US and it's three products in one, a camera, a doorbell, and a smart door lock. It features a full 1080 HD video with really wide angle viewing, night vision, and a motion sensor. It has an integrated solar panel to trickle charge the lithium battery. It is also a full deadbolt replacement that can be operated by a key, an app, or the built-in keypad and fingerprint sensor. The keypad features a rotating display to make it difficult to obtain the code through observation or finger smudges. It does connect via Wi-Fi using the included plug-in hub, and the Lockley app can lock and unlock the door remotely once it's connected, and it can be integrated into Google Home or Amazon Alexa. It has a door sensor that can tell you if your door is open or closed, and the lock can be programmed to auto-lock. The doorbell is triggered by a very small button on the keypad. There is two-way audio for talking to visitors, a motion sensor, high-resolution video, night vision, and recordings are stored locally on the lock, not in the cloud. They also say that it works with offline access codes, so a guest doesn't have to download an app to get in. Interesting mix of technologies. I like the rotating keypad idea. Limit the ability of people to look over your shoulder and get the code or to see which buttons are used the most. The idea of having a solar panel to charge the battery so you don't ever have to worry about that is not a bad one if your door is exposed to enough light. The solar panel is in the cover at the bottom that covers the key, so it's not immediately obvious that it has a regular key actuated deadbolt cylinder underneath, but it does, so there's that backup. As everybody is probably well aware, I'm not really fond of all this Wi-Fi integration with your home's locks, but if that's your thing, this one might be an option. If you think about what all these convenience features add, you've got attack surfaces, you've got the key, the Wi-Fi and app system, the built-in keypad system, and the fingerprint sensor system. If any one of those has a severe vulnerability, it's a weak door cylinder that's easy to pick, whatever. Each one on its own can be used to access your house instead of just 
the cylinder alone. So your convenience also leads to multiple possible vulnerabilities. The next one was published by Gizmodo. It's smart locks will soon power themselves entirely through your smartphone. The article says that Infineon's new NAC 1080 chip harvests all the energy it needs to unlock a smart lock from NFC. They say that the chip is designed to be a a single chip solution that does practically the whole thing. It has circuits to recognize your NFC phone, harvest its power, and drive the smart lock's motor. It has both embedded security features and a 32-bit ARM Cortex-M0 CPU to verify you and your phone are allowed to open and close the lock in question. All of that running on the tiny charge that your phone can provide. Manufacturers will have to supply an antenna, 3-volt mini motor, and capacitors that can take place of a battery. Says that locks will need to build up a small charge before they can power a motor. It looks from the the GIF demonstration that they put in there that it's probably somewhere between two to four seconds based on the padlock demonstration shown on their site. They say that don't expect this feature to crop up in other locks like uh, deadbolts anytime soon. Infineon marketing and business development director says that the key is the smart mechanical latch design, which can be opened and closed with very small energy use. While Infineon says that it could be used on a front door lock and says it's demoed it with a full deadbolt, it admits that the response time for more complex doors is longer. Have to take longer to get a, a charge to drive a larger motor, I'm guessing. They do say that several customers are currently in the design phase and that they currently expect it will launch new products within the next year. So that's an interesting, no batteries to go. It's a little slower, a little more clumsy. I do like the idea of NFC better than Bluetooth and definitely more than Wi-Fi. The question is, will they design the actual lock hardware any better than they have been? Because... They're demonstrating on a padlock, and as we know, quite often their padlock designs on these electronic locks are horrible. So time will tell if anybody actually puts out a decent quality lock. And the last of the smart lock reviews here, we have the Wise Lock Bolt. The headline says, despite its outstanding $80 price tag, this smart lock is missing something huge. Key points in this article, there are three modes of entry. There's a fingerprint scanner, a keypad, and the Wise phone app, which accesses the lock via Bluetooth. The app is also used to add users, each of which has their own unique four- to eight-digit code and or a fingerprint in the system. The app also includes two-factor authentication. What the reviewer doesn't like about the lock is that the smart lock doesn't have Wi-Fi, which is a staple feature found on some of the best locks on the market. No smart home integrations. No mechanical key. Black is the only color option currently available. No proximity-based locking-unlocking, so it doesn't lock or unlock when you depart or arrive. Bluetooth instead of Wi-Fi makes locking and unlocking clunky, and no Wi-Fi means no integration with the likes of Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant. However, on the plus side, he reiterates that uh, the Wise Lock Bolt is available for $70 plus shipping at the time of publication if you order it from Wise themselves, or $80 if you order it on Amazon. You know, in actuality, I would actually be happier with this one, not having Wi-Fi and all the smart home integrations. So I, I harp on these smart locks quite a bit. 
I'm sure you're probably getting tired of hearing it. But my ideal electronic lock would be actually very simple. Make it potentially solar charged like the previous one. Give it a keypad with some sort of scrambling on the numbers every time. And give it NFC and give it built-in logging of opens and closes. Limited attack surface, the, the keypad, which isn't easy to observe and can't get smudges off of if the, the pattern changes all the time. And NFC, so there's a low signal radiation range, and it's not going to be easy to do some relay-type attack or anything like that. That way I don't have to get my keys out of my pocket. I can My phone's always in my hand as I'm leaving the car anyway. I pull it out of the car. It's in my hand as I'm walking up. I have to put it in a pocket to get my keys out. So if I could just walk up with my phone in my hand, hold it up, tap it, open the door, that would be fine. Or at the very least, punch in my code and have it open. That would be nice. Make the whole thing solar charged with a plug-in to like a USB port to plug in for an emergency override to, to give you power only. No connectivity through the USB port, but just power only. Give it a charge to get the door open if you're locked out and the battery's dead. Now, this next story technically doesn't have anything to do with Locksport, but it does involve locksmiths in a roundabout sort of way. So, truck hits multiple vehicles, injures pedestrian before crashing into storefront in Hanover County. This was reported by ABC 8 News, and it's out of Mechanicsville, Virginia. Hanover County Sheriff's Office has started an investigation after a truck crashed into multiple vehicles, injured a pedestrian, and eventually drove through the front of a locksmith store off of Mechanicsville Turnpike. According to police, shortly before 1 p.m. on Monday, July 18th, an adult male driving a pickup truck reportedly suffered a medical emergency, which caused him to hit two vehicles in the parking lot before hitting a pedestrian. The vehicle came to a stop after crashing into the key copy safe and lock store. Both the driver and the pedestrian were transported to a nearby hospital. There were no other passengers in the vehicle. Hanover County Sheriff's Office say the pedestrian has non-life-threatening leg injury. There is no update on how the driver is doing. The Sheriff's Office is still investigating the incident. No charges have been filed at this time. And there is no word on what the medical or emergency might have been that the driver had. Hopefully everything is fine. One of those freak things you never know. Uh, bad luck for this locksmith business being the one that got hit. So hopefully their insurance is paid up and everything gets taken care of. Moving on to videos. First up, CLK Supplies put out a video this week entitled Locksmithing, Staying Safe on the Job. The description says, PJ and the Lockfather talk about a very important topic, staying safe on the job. The Lockfather has been in the locksmithing business for 43 years and has a lot of experience and advice when it comes to staying safe. This is a sensitive subject, but one we feel needs to be talked about. If nothing else, we hope this conversation gets you thinking and keeping your own safety in mind, which is wonderful. Uh, I recommend you watch it if you're in the locksmithing business. I can't speak from the point of view of an actual locksmith, so I don't have any experience in that but the stories i've covered show that there is definitely a need for some safety thought 
in the locksmithing business right now. So check out the video. Uh, it sounds like the lock father has had some uh, incidents in his past. Definitely worth watching and keeping in mind that there are some safety issues if you're in the business right now. So be thinking about your, your safety as you head out, please. Next up on a lighter note, we have Adam Savage put out a video called Adam Savage Lockpicks Open This Tachograph. The description says Adam opens up an analog tachograph data logger that he's had in the cave, an artifact left over from an episode of Mythbusters. While he's always appreciated the industrial look of the device, it's only recently that he became aware of how it worked and the fascinating mechanics within. And to get it open requires a bit of lockpicking. It is a really cool bit of mechanical engineering from the past. As somebody who really admires that stuff as well, fascinating to look inside of it. Uh, Wish we could understand a little bit more of how it works. There are a couple of things he's not sure of, but definitely an interesting and finely made piece of equipment. Also, he mentions being in contact with lockpicking lawyer and a possible future collaboration. So stay tuned for that. I'm sure that will be coming about at some point. And this next video is one that's actually about a month or so old, but I just discovered today. So Solar Pulsador Safe Lock, How It Works by Alexander Mundy. Another one of these really fascinating, different designs. Somebody thinking outside of the box when they were designing this safe lock to come up with something that wouldn't be easily manipulated. Really, really cool. The description says, The Solar Pulsador is a high-security combination safe lock made in Barcelona, Spain. It works differently than the common combination safe locks, and I attempt to show the basic operation and more in-depth look at the inner workings. It is really cool. It's a kind of a, a ratchet system, basically, and done in a unique way. I really recommend that you go check it out if you are like me and into the fascinating ways that people solve this problem. And another video for those of us who are interested in the mechanical workings and engineering in locks. Chris Capoon put up a video, his number 2105, Awesome Lever Lock Cutaway. This is what he thinks is the first full cutaway of a Chubb Battleship lock. It is a really well done cutaway that gives you a really good look at the mechanism while you insert and turn the key and unlock the lock. Somebody had to put a lot of time into doing that because those are not an easy lock to crack open or to to cut on, I'm sure. So if you've never seen how the interior of a Chubb battleship functions, definitely go check out Chris's video. Moving on to meetups, we have a new one here. I don't know that there's anything to do with Locksport in it, but it is security thing. And I know there are a lot of crossover in the crowd, so I thought I'd mention it this week. Looks like we have CrikeyCon 8, September 3rd, 2022, at the Royal International Convention Center Bowen Hills, Brisbane. So if you happen to be in Australia, then you can check out CrikeyCon 8 if you're into that security mindset. I don't know, like I said, if there's any type of lockpicking village or physical security, anything there. It was brought to my attention. Unless I find out that there's something specifically lock related there, I probably won't continue to cover it in coming weeks. And this week, 
as this podcast is released is Aloha 2022 in Vegas. So if you're an Aloha member, hopefully you're there enjoying it. If you are, pay attention. If you see anything cool, anything unique, hear anything that you think is newsworthy, send it my way and let me know what's going on. I would much appreciate it. Also coming up soon, DEFCON 30, August 11th through the 14th. And they do have a lockpicking village scheduled. They had a call for volunteers out. I don't know if they have all the volunteers they need or not. I haven't had actually time to check that out. But there will be links in the show notes. LockCon 2022 taking place the 25th of August through the 28th. ISSA LA's 12th Annual Information Security Summit is taking place uh, September 20th through the 22nd. And there will be some physical security stuff there, including a keynote by Devin Olaf. So be sure to check that out if you're going to be in the area. And there's also Saint Con 2022 taking place in Provo, Utah, October 25th through the 28th. I don't have any new Lock Pictures United belts this week, so we'll move right on to Speed Locks records. We have a new record for the Yale 120B-40 by Kalito Kali. I'm not sure. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but uh, in 0.967 seconds. And a new record for the Mako 427 by Speednut1 in 9.533 seconds. So congratulations on those new records. Now I'd like to take a quick break, say thank you to people that made this episode possible. We'll start with the Patreon subscribers. Those include Jimmy Longs, Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starryluck, William Sprain, Dave Dubede, Seiford, Lebon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and Co., Cherell, a.k.a. Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, a.k.a. Cooltoon, Mog, John Lock, Rat Yoke, Cranky Lockpicker, Mr. Lockpicker, JHP Picking, Barebones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, and Snake. Chief content producer for this episode will be uh, Jarrell, a.k.a. Anthony. Other content producers, Albert LaBelle, Barebones Lockpicking, and I don't know how to pronounce this. It's either Beta IV or Betaev, or I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, Chris Capoon, Dark Arts Lockpicking, Holly, Ifisk, James Randolph, Jeff Moss, Joe Picks, Joshua Gonzalez, Kicks Picks, Knox Locks, Pandafrog, and Tony Varelli. So thank you for all that wonderful support. Don't forget that this show is only possible because of that support. So if you value the podcast, please help me keep it going by sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that's Locksport related. Everybody has their own little bits of the community that they participate in and gets news that other people don't. So be sure to send it in and share it with the rest of us. Don't forget to share the show with your lockpicking friends. Leave a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever your platform of choice allows. Subscribe on your platform of choice. And if you want, you can donate via PayPal or subscribe on Patreon. If you support the show with donation or information I use on the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people you just heard about. If you have feedback about the show, be sure to send it in. You can send it to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or go to thelocksportscast.com slash contact. If you want it shared on the show, be sure to keep it work and family safe, polite, no politics, no drama, or it can be completely confidential if you so choose. Moving on to criminal news. First story is suspect arrested after police interrupt attempted robbery. 
reported by ABC7 in Redding, California. The Redding Police Department arrested a suspect Friday evening after an attempted robbery and gas theft. Officers say they responded to an activated security alarm of a fenced business around 11.15 p.m. July 15th. While on scene, they saw a 24-year-old suspect in the yard of the business. Officers approached him as he left the yard. They say he cooperated and was arrested without incident. Officers discovered he was carrying items that were likely taken from the business. He also had a pair of bolt cutters and a lockpick gun, which are in the photograph in the article. Reading police say he admitted he was in the yard to steal gas from vehicles. The suspect was on supervised release. He was wearing an ankle monitor at the time of his arrest. Police booked him on charges of trespassing, possession, burglary tools, and violating the terms of his release. So he had a lockpick gun on him. The question is, does he actually know how to use it? I'm willing to guess that the uh, bolt cutters were more effective for him. The next story is Thief Hits St. Helens Laundromat in Broad Daylight. This was reported by KGW8. St. Helens, Oregon is the location. It says that police in St. Helens are looking for a thief who was seen on security camera footage brazenly stealing from a local laundromat by breaking into the location's coin machine in broad daylight. And if you watch the video that is posted on the webpage, it's embedded in the webpage for this article, it is, it is broad daylight. The coin machine is right next to the large front picture window. Pretty brave, pretty brazen to just go in there and start drilling on that thing in front of everybody. But people are actually not that observant anymore, so I guess if you can get away with it, um, according to police, officers responded just after 9.30 p.m. on Monday to the Royal Quick Clean for a cold theft report. Based on security footage from the business, an unidentified man broke into the coin box and stole an unknown sum. A suspect was last seen wearing a white t-shirt, a black baseball cap, and sunglasses. He was driving a white Pontiac sedan with no front license plate. And another key point here is he was also wearing a set of shorts with a very distinctive pattern on them and black flip-flops. So remember that for later. Diana Johnston, the owner of Royal Quick Clean, told KGW that a man came in sometime early Monday evening and used power tools to take apart the machine, which takes bills and dispenses change. He walked in and out of the location three times as he casually went to work stealing the contents. She is quoted as saying, the man knew what he was doing. He had the tools. He had the speed. He had the efficiency. I have no doubt that other small business owners have experienced the same occurrence. Johnson said that the thief made off with thousands of dollars. She's hoping that the security footage will help track him down. And a Facebook post from Cacao Kingdom, a chocolate shop at Three Rivers Mall in Kelso, Washington, has videos of a man very similar in appearance attempting to break into a vending machine on Saturday before being thwarted and walking away. And they say very similar in appearance, but I say identical in appearance. He's wearing the black baseball cap. He's wearing the white t-shirt. He's wearing the same shorts with the same pattern, the same black flip-flops. He has a white male of the same height and build, so I would venture to say this is the same guy. He was also seen leaving the property, driving what looked like an early 2000s white Pontiac with Oregon plates. I think it's pretty clear that this is the same suspect. But the Facebook post from that incident said, Sad to say we had an attempted theft at our vending machine this morning. This person used a lockpick device, 
designed for picking cylinder locks to open our machine in an attempt to steal cash. We know that this was what he was after, as it is the second time in two weeks we have been hit. We were unable to tell if it was the same person each time. However, it would appear that they had done this before to our machine. The last time it was done, they were in and out in seconds, indicating that they already had their device set to the right pattern. I'm assuming, I assume they're talking about one of the impressioning picks for those locks. This time, the lock had been changed, so it took two minutes. He wasn't counting on the surprise we left for him when it opened, though, which they don't go through saying what it is, and the video in their Facebook post doesn't show that section, so be interested to know what that was. He took off running and was pursued. He was last seen leaving the mall property driving what looked like an early 2000s Pontiac with Oregon plates. So yeah, this suspect is picking locks. He's drilling locks. He's doing whatever he can. He is stealing from vending machines, coin changers in the Oregon, Northern Oregon and Washington area. So be on the lookout if you own any vending machines or facilities that have those in the area. It appears that we have a uh, determined lockpicking criminal. I really want to know what the surprise they left was. Was it an alarm? That went off screeching when he opened it? Was it something else? Um, looks like from the video, he fiddles around with it for a while, then there's a cut, and then there's a second video in which they show him basically relocking it and casually walking away. The, this says that they he took off running and was pursued, so maybe he casually walked away before somebody started pursuing him and then he ran off. Hard to say. All right, and that's it for criminals, so we'll move on to sales. Basically, the same as last week, we have barebones lockpicking with the code HVLogic10, excludes Law Lock Tools products, and expires at the end of the month. And over at lockpickmall.com, we have the three discount codes. One from Dark Arts Lockpicking is Dark VIP. From Albert LaBelle, we have Albert. And from Joe Picks, we have Joe Picks. Any one of those three can be used at lockpickmall.com, so pick your favorite and use it if you're shopping there. Over at 3dlocksport.com, we have 10% off with the code LSCAST10. Over at Mako Locks, we have the continuing use of Buy Mako for 15% off. I will be surprised if that ever stops working. If it ever does, if anybody actually tries to use that and it doesn't work for once, be sure to let me know. I'll take it off, but it seems to always be good. Same goes for uklockpickers.co.uk. You have the code GIFT for 10% off. Never seen it not work, so if you happen to try it and it doesn't work, let me know. Moving on to giveaways. Don't have any information updated on Knox Locks. He's doing 13 giveaways. Uh, last week he started the second one. Pay attention to his channel. The link in this week's show notes will be directly to his channel, so you can just pay attention to whatever the latest giveaway video is up. We are running towards the end of Kicks Picks 100 giveaway. That one ends at the end of July. So head over there and get entered. If you haven't already, you get a beautiful custom made pick from Kicks Picks. Definitely worth entering. And CLK Supplies always has their hashtag Lockbox giveaway. 
kind of a, the same thing as the, the coupon codes I mentioned earlier. It's always there. If it ever stops, somebody please let me know because I've gotten to where I don't even check anymore on some of these things. They're always there. And this is one of them. Hashtag Lockboss giveaway from CLK Supplies. Always a good giveaway with lots of good prizes. So be sure to check that out if you're into giveaways. And that's it for this week. Um, update on my laptop. It's toast. Um, I got a cable in. When I plugged everything in, it would not even power on. I'm not sure why. I unplugged the cable. It powered on. I powered it back off. I forgot to disconnect the battery, and I plugged the cable in, and it shorted something out. And it fried that little section of the motherboard. So I'm guessing my laptop is toast. It won't even let me view the screen through HDMI anymore. It starts as it boots up. You get an output from the HDMI. And then as soon as Windows starts to boot, it shuts it off. And I cannot get it to activate, even with the keys to to switch to the exterior monitor. It won't do it for some reason. And without the interior one to try and troubleshoot, I'm having a really hard time. So anyway. At this point, it's dead. Show is going to be probably off time at times as I try to work through only being able to edit when I'm sitting here in this room that isn't air conditioned and while I'm uh, at home for long enough to edit. Anyway, thank you for staying tuned. For those of you who do, I really appreciate it. Uh, I have to admit, um, little down because of the laptop and some lack of news and lack of time and I'm feeling a little burned out but I, I'm going to keep going and I appreciate all of you who keep listening and keep helping out really makes it worth doing so that's why I keep doing it thank you and remember to keep it legal <laughs>